Your martial arts movie podcast. Aha, I threw that shit before I walked in the room. Featuring drunken Thai boxer Will. Too bad you will die. The also drunken wrestler Mark. I said I don't want trouble. And drunken karate master Zero. You've lost your boss. And now. Call, call, call. I don't come You know, baby. Fists of fail. Uh, I think it's time to replace my uh my cup because it's uh, running out of. Uh, I think it's the, it's the end of his lifetime. He was starting to see cracks in it, or maybe it's like a maybe it's like a ghost uh, who's haunting my my cutlery. Ooh, <laughs> scary things! Halloween! Ooh, <laughs> uh, very very loose tie-in or intro to our ooh, episode, but sure, yeah, something about vampires. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe you should have said uh, your your cup sucks. So you need to <laughs> I don't know if you guys are watching me us on on YouTube, you'll you'll see that we I have always have this cup at, at hand, this very silly looking uh, pig butt <laughs> that's on I screen right now. I talk to you once a week, and I don't ever recall <laughs> seeing that cup, so I don't think anyone else would notice. <laughs> right, but uh, we're not talking about pig butts today. We are talking about. Um, we're, t- we're t- today's our Halloween episode, finally, and um, we're talking about two movies uh, to continue with the tradition that we started kind of last year with the horror themes. Um, last year, did we we did Mr. Vampire, right? The first one? We did do Mr. Vampire, the first one. That is correct. Yeah. And now we're talking about two movies that kind of spun off of that. And it's kind of hard for me to call any of them sequels because they're not, they're not related at all. Um, one of these is an actual, like, it, it pays homage to Mr. Vampire, and then one's, it's just Mr. Vampire 4. <laughs> so, so we got sequel two. Sequel by name only. Yeah, exactly. I don't think any of the, se- the sequels have anything to do with each other whatsoever. They're like, there's I very th- little tie-in. Yeah, I think they just took returning, you know, they took the same actress in the first one. They kept on. Going with the series, uh, Mr. Vampire 4 or Mr. Vampire Saga, uh, where it's sometimes referred to. I think this is the first one he decided not to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because I, I thought I thought maybe he wasn't in it because he passed away. But then I realized that this is 88, 88 and he mm-hmm. passed away um, 97, I believe, mm-hmm. when Ching Ying. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, infamous yeah. Mr. Vampire. Yes, yes, the 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 very iconic face. Um, yeah, I mean, well, it's a completely different movie, uh, and it's I think maybe tonally it's a little bit more on the the campier, cheesier side, uh, and it's definitely gonna feel that way when compared to the other movie we're talking about today called Rigor Mortis, um, which I would definitely want to talk more in detail because uh, that movie's great. But uh, the reason why we're talking about two movies today. Uh, is because neither one of them have too much action in them, but I think both movies are worth talking about. So, uh, if you listen to our Mr. Vampire episode, we spoke about how there's a lot of action going on, and there's a lot of, I guess, kind of fighting, but it's not in the way that we like to break down fights, where it's choreography of two people, you know, duking it out hand-to-hand, foot-to-foot, uh, in Mr. Vampire, and then in this uh, Mr. Vampire 4, there is a lot of evasion going on. Like, the characters need to get away from the vampires. It's a lot of uh, Chin Karlock dodging, you know, these supernatural beings, and there's choreography behind it, but he's mm-hmm. not really doing martial arts to kind of take them out. I mean, he, sometimes he's trying, but they're just too powerful. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what happens when you have a supernatural deity or supernatural element in your movie. Uh, you know, like you, you can't really fight them. You know, uh, with brute force alone, you kind of have to just avoid or like do what you can to just get out of there. <laughs> yeah, well, there they try. Alive. They they try so much to brute force uh, the final vampire in his movie. It's just <laughs> ridiculous the lengths they keep on escalating to, and that's that's part of the fun of it. You know. Yeah. This the Mr. Vampire Four. We were watching it, and the whole time we were thinking, "Oh, I don't think this is a really good candidate." 
but we kept on watching it you know like i i was really like fixated on this movie i was surprised because it was 45 minutes of (laughs) the odd couple like two two uh, old chinese men just bickering with each other well well, 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 expand on that zero it's it's plot time (laughs) zero your your favorite part what is the plot of um uh which translates to uncle vampire which mm-hmm. is what uh, Vam- Mr. Vampire 4 is. So what, what is the plot of that movie? So Mr. Vampire 4, it, it sounds like a strange joke where it's like, what do you get when you combine a Buddhist priest or a Buddhist monk and a Taoist priest? Do they walk into a bar? <laughs> when they, well, they, they are neighbors. And are neighbors. yeah, you can imagine the hilarity that ensues from that. But... Uh, yeah, like I mentioned, it's forty. It's like forty-five minutes of neighbor bickering, quarreling, uh, jokes being played <laughs> on each other, and then uh, at that forty-five minute mark, um, I, I I don't know, like there, um, so, some sort of royalty. The, the plot is, happens. <laughs> yeah, they're they're transporting the body of a vampire to be inspected at the palace. And the vampire breaks out, surprise, surprise, and everybody has to deal with it. Yes, and that's how the odd couple finally, they learn to team up, essentially, at yes. the very, very end of the film. Um, <laughs> but those, that, 45, that 45 minutes at the very beginning of the film, I, I don't think is as bad as, you know, on paper it sounds, right? It's like, oh, it's 45 minutes. Basically, half of the movie is just bickering. And just two people just not getting along with one another. The plot hasn't started at all <laughs> up to this point. And uh, when we've resolved, like, kind of gotten like, to the halfway part of the movie. But it's actually weirdly entertaining. Um, there's, it's not even... I mean, there's, it's a lot of slapstick comedy. A lot of like very in-your-face uh, you know, like uh, kind of humor. But I, I don't know. I, I did actually find a lot of enjoyment out of this. I think that's where it works because they, I don't know why, um, what's his name? Uh, Anthony, Anthony Chan. I don't understand why he hates the, um, the other guy, Wu Ma, I believe Mm -hmm. his name is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't get the bickering there, but I guess we just kind of have to assume like, okay, it's there for some reason. And you, you, you're correct. You would think you would not find any of this interesting, but it's kind of polarizing how much he hates him. So he just, he's doing everything he can to kind of annoy him or get rid of him. Meanwhile, uh, there's Chin Karlak, who is his, uh, his Sifu. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of playing a little bit of the comic relief, a little bit of the, uh, like the wide eyed, uh, young apprentice who's mm-hmm. also, eh, there's, there's like a little bit of romantic intentions with, the neighbor's new um, apprentice. Oh boy, uh, I forgot her name. Yeah, uh, it, sounds, it sounds a little bit complicated. But... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> I mean, there are moments in the movie because it's it's what a late '80s film. Uh, there are moments where one of the characters is uh, being controlled, kind of like in a voodoo spell, and because it's the '80s, we're just thinking, "Oh no, there are so much." We're just anticipating there to be like sexual harassment on screen and it just keeps on not subverting our expectations. I'm like, oh, okay. But we just <laughs> yeah. kept thinking it was going to happen. We kept thinking that. Yeah, <laughs> it never goes there. I, the worst it gets is the the vampire with the long fingernails is like grabbing at her butt <laughs> yeah. at one yep. point. No, that's but it, you know, it's, it's innocent. Yeah, yep. it's this is kind of family friendly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's well lit like like the first Mr. <laughs> yes. Vampire. It's a yeah. very very well lit horror film. Yeah, horror, yeah. Like horror in like quotations, I guess. Well, well, we're gonna have to uh, like take what you just said and use that as like a central theme for like the majority of Hong Kong Chinese general um, horror films. Uh, for the most part, they are kind of like that. Um, they they don't they kind of shy away from the horror like like going too far down the deep end. Um, and that's why we can talk about rigor mortis later. Uh, but yeah, like, uh, there's, in terms of the horror elements in the Visser Vampire series, and mind you, we're only talking about the second, the second time, we're talking, we're talking about the Mr. Vampire series for the second time. Um, this is only the fourth 
movie. Um, there are small little moments where there's like horror, but for the most part, it just plays up on the comedy, and it, that's really all it is, right? Um, I mean, I think there was they played up a little bit of it. I think there was a little bit of um, Evil Dead uh, reference, kind of, or like um, homage to it when uh, Chingalok and Lolita Lee are inside the one of the houses, and they're just. They're kind of booby trapped the place, and then all of a sudden a hand pops oh, okay. out of the floor right. and grabs Chingalok and pulls him down to the floor. And then you see his, the 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 vampire's face just like emerge from the ground, and basically it looks just like he's straight out of Evil Dead. And then Lolita Lee takes a bench and tries to hit him like a like whack a mole. <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought the, that was... the infamous uh, wooden stool as a yes. weapon in yeah. every Hong Kong movie. <laughs> Right. Uh, but yeah, like, uh, I mean, I don't think we can really break down too much of the action in either movie uh, or like this one in particular. But there are some good sequences, especially since we have Gene Galak, um, who is ex uh, Jackie Chan stunt team. And we talked about him in the past. Mind you, uh, I don't know if we've ever mentioned it in the in any of our episodes, but Gene Galak is the younger brother of Gene Siu Ho. Uh, who is the lead of the original Mr. Vampire and the mm-hmm. lead in Vigor Mortis. Okay. So they have a family was, tie. Right, right, right. After When I was watching this and then I watched Vigor Mortis, I thought they were the same person, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize that he's the he's the younger brother. Is that who he is? Yeah, he's the youngest. Uh, okay, of okay. I was like, man, they look... The, you they know, his older brother just has the mustache. I was, like, yeah. I was like, oh, he grew, you know, he got older. He grew a mustache. But no, yeah. he's actually the uh, older brother. Yeah. And and remember, Chin Siuho is uh, the one of the characters in Fist of Legend. He was the one who fought Jet Li. Um, he's like he's like another one of the students or like former friends of Jet Li's right, character. Right. Yep. But uh, yeah, so we have like you know lineage here. Um, so Chin Siuho is not in this uh, installment, the fourth one. Uh, his younger brother plays a unrelated character, and again, there's no connection to the original Mister Vampire. Uh, which is fine. So that's why I don't think we needed to talk about number two or three in this series because apparently you said that one of them's just like a straight up comedy, and one's like very much like a kids film, right? Yeah, I believe in the second film they introduce like a family of vampires, and it gets a little more kid friendly. So I was like, eh, I don't really want to see that one, <laughs> even though Yunbio's in it. Apparently, oh, okay. he doesn't even do any martial arts, which a lot of people were disappointed by. Mm. So, And then uh, uh, I don't too. remember what the third one was going to be about. But then I saw this and then so I saw Rigor Mortis first and I love that. And then I just kind of stumbled upon this movie and I was like, oh, maybe we should just make it like a like a post Mr. Vampire sort of discussion where it's, you know, no longer Lam Ching Ying. It's kind of like his legacy, almost like what he yeah. created, like they're. They're, even though he was, te- I think, I believe he's technically still alive uh, during this, but, mm-hmm. you know, they decided to go on without him, but, you know, this is, you know, this is what he started and they kind of went on yeah. from there. Right. I, I, the only recurring character from the first movie is, not character, but a performance, or a cast member is Anthony Chan, who I don't think is playing any sort of related character as performance in the first movie. I think he was like, uh, like a close friend of Lam Ching Ying in the first film, but I mean, he wasn't like I don't think he was like a martial arts slash um, uh, vampire slayer like master right. in that movie. So maybe there's a connection there. I didn't really pay attention to like the names. Maybe like they weren't they're not supposed to be the same character. Maybe they are, but yeah, for the I sake of the story, re- doesn't matter. I can't remember what he was. I, I want to say maybe he was just another Taoist priest. The, that we yeah. saw in the background or had yeah. you know he had a few lines but yeah, yeah i can't recall it's been a it's been a little bit since i've seen the first movie right it, it doesn't matter well, what you're in it for is for the comedy and the first half actually does work really well uh the, the characters are kind of just very um very basic you know they're just in it for to to set up like uh, the hilarity that ensues between the two the two um some of the pranks that they play on one another can get a little bit nasty like one, like Wu Ma, his his character, like gets his teeth ripped out of his mouth. Like that's that's not a that's not a prank anymore. That's like straight up assault. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then um, he retaliates by uh, blow- wanting to blow him up. <laughs> well, actually, he retaliates he by putting it. a... F- by putting like a tiny stick of dynamite in his mouth to try and blow up his teeth. Mm-hmm. Very, very Looney Tunes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, there's a, the, the slapstick level is there uh, to try to like mitigate a lot of the, the horror elements in there. And then, okay, so at the halfway point, the vampire is introduced. Uh, Fat Chung is in the movie. <laughs> uh, he shows up halfway through, and then uh, we, we get a little bit of his like martial arts prowess in the, the film, too. Not too much, because, again, you only show so much when you have a supernatural uh, monster like stomping around. Right. And, uh, I mean, a lot of that martial arts, too, is... They, they can only do so much when you're essentially fighting like a brick wall because mm-hmm. you can't punch through him yeah. or you can't slice through him as they show in the movie. Like they try to, you know, do double axes on him mm-hmm. and it just goes nowhere. They try to stab him, it goes nowhere. Yeah. So in order to do moves and combinations, you know, on screen, you, you know, you, you, you hit through yeah. the other, you know, the other performer when you can't do that here, when it's literally just like hitting a wall, there's right. visually that that's kind of limiting you a little bit. Yeah, it's it's literally like fighting a rubber wall, right? Because <laughs> you, you you hit it and it just bounces right, bounces right back. It's, it's basically those a lot of recoil and there's no impact because that thing is unstoppable. It's like the T one thousand of sorts. Um, so it's just like a, an effort and futility in order to like actually try to hurt it. It's just a matter of like how do you stun it long enough so you can get away, just so you don't get bitten by this thing or like stabbed through by this thing. Um, and well, what a lot of characters end up doing is there's a lot of grappling in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there like has to be. so <laughs> much grappling, like. There's there's like four on ones at the very end. Like mm-hmm. everyone is just trying to grab him by the legs, grab him by the arms, to immobilize this way way overpowered vampire. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean he's overpowered for a reason, it, and yeah. it, and it works because it feels. I mean it, it, this movie is never scary, yeah. but you do get a sense that of how the are direness. they going to take this guy out? Yeah, there there is a slight sense of direness because you you understand that he is way too powerful for these characters yeah yeah i mean that's the, the super vampire because not only was it uh, like pegged to be like the this ultra demon but it it was struck by lightning so now it's extra <laughs> right. powerful uh mm-hmm. and the talismans that they use on him don't work at all i mean the same yes. the same ones that they apply on other vampires and they just mobilize them and control them um actually there there is one scene i really liked and this is the most we get uh in terms of more grounded fighting i mean it's not grounded because there's vampires in it and we're still using vampire invulnerability logic in the movie, but the scene where Tingalok and Lolita um, and Lolita Lee are basically fending for themselves inside one yes. of the houses, and there's three vampires going after them. I thought, I thought this was pretty well done. It, it goes on for a while. <laughs> in fact, yeah, we're, it's, we're it's talking about not... the very end of the film. Right, right. It's not, uh, again, like I mentioned, it's not martial arts in the sense where we like to break it down, but he is defending, uh, you know, himself against, yeah. like, these two vampires, and he's, <laughs> there's, like, a point when a, a vampire, like, just torpedoes itself. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, what happened there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, they used the dummy, and it was, it's, it's straight, oh, whatever, sure. Um, and just so for those who don't, Remember, or maybe need a refresher on the the Guangxi or the Jiangxi, uh, the the Chinese vampire. Uh, they move by chopping or hopping around. They do like very rigid movements. So uh, a lot of it like kind of works. Like even the fact that like it torpedoed itself across the room. Like <laughs> okay, that makes sense. That it would move that kind of way. Um, and again, uh, we'll talk more about that when we talk about rigor mortis. But um, yeah, yeah, that 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 fight between him um and the three. I thought this was a good showcase for Chingalok to like show his athleticism again because he's 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 a great stunt person, not always the best fighter, uh, but here it's like a good example of like how we can utilize him without like doing crazy amount of choreography because he doesn't have to fight fight he just has to dodge and look like he's getting hurt and he does take a lot of abuse in yep. this particular fight uh, or sequence 
because mm-hmm. you know he's a stunt person and that makes a if whole lot like, of sense if you like drop kicks oh man there's a lot of drop kicks in this movie too because yeah they can't just kick these vampires away because of the power behind them they have to fucking jump and drop kick <laughs> like everybody tries to drop kick the vampires in this movie it's yep. like I, it's a recurring theme i noticed um yeah yeah. In this good film. on good on Lolita Lee for doing that too, because there's one moment she does that as well. I'm like, damn, I don't think that was a stunt person. I think that was actually just her going for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, so one thing I wanted to point out, since so, uh, just just to jump back like a little bit to the beginning, mm-hmm. there is a moment when uh, Chin Carlock is getting, you know, fake reprimanded by yeah. uh, oh, yeah. Uma, and there's some. Uh, you know, it's a little bit of stunt work going on, but there's this amazing shot where the camera's just low to the ground. He does a forward flip and lands on his hands and his elbows right in front of the camera yep. and mm-hmm. gets up and you see him. And we were both like, oh, no, <laughs> no. That's a great shot. It's such a good action shot. You see everything in perfect, perfectly framed. You can see, you see like how face. much he... You see how much he recoiled from hitting the ground. <laughs> you can you can tell it's wire assisted because he floats for a little too long, but that's fine. Like the fact that they had that much precision, it just all it did was just heighten the effect of him landing on the ground. It's like, and you know, even more props to him for doing for giving a great physical performance because he he really emoted like how much that hurt, and he continued to he continued his dialogue right like immediately after hitting the ground. Yeah, I think that's what was most impressive. Like they didn't cut; he nope. continued the scene after that. Yep, yep. It, that's that's all. You know, they didn't make too much of a a fuss over there. Like, all right, you got hurt. All right, continue. Let's keep going. Um, <laughs> these are professionals here. Um, but yeah, at the end, uh, I mean the, that that whole scene where they're uh, Chingalok and Lolita Lee are fending for themselves. It goes on and on, um, but in the best way possible. Like you can tell, like how how you know dire the whole situation is and you know like they're they're trying their hardest to to defend themselves you get a lot of stunt good stunt work from uh uh Chingala. and yeah uh it's not until uh anthony chan and wumara show up where they they you know basically do away with the the zombies or vampires and then uh, not too long after that that's when we get our final showdown with like the master vampire and this goes on for so long. It, it, I don't remember the first movie as well, but I, I, I think it like kind of beats it in terms of like how relentless this this final fight is. <laughs> it just goes on and on. But I don't know if it's in a bad way. I just say like it just does not end though. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with you. It it keeps on going, but in a good way. Uh, I liked. Not not the very very last set piece because they're just back in the house again. I like mm-hmm. the the set piece before that when they're kind of in the morgue mm-hmm. with all the uh, uh, with all the other Chinese jumping vampires, but they have the talisman on their forehead, so yep. you know they're they're not active. Mm-hmm. Let's say and it's a funny setup because they so they they put uh, what caramel yeah. all over the floor to try and prevent. The, you know, the hopping vampire from, mm-hmm. you know, uh, getting to them, which is such a very, like, Home Alone <laughs> like type Tom of Tom and Jerry logic. kind of. Tom and Jerry, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And it's just funny because, obviously, he the vampire gets around that. They then walk on the caramel, and it just turns into them like, oh, we're stuck. Oh, I can't believe we, you know, fell for our own trap. Right. Uh, well, that, that's uh, I kind of like that. It, it's it's um like they had a plan. It didn't go mm-hmm. as expected, and and with, instead of like turning this into like a a terrifying experience, I'm like, oh, but you like instead of having that, you still feel like the direness that the characters are going through, and mm-hmm. I, I kind of like that. It's like oh, okay. but like at the same time, it's very slapsticky, right? Because the the vampire yeah. is just kind of like jumping around, and it's very like. Uh, one track mind and you like you know it, it's gonna just be hopping towards them and basically the characters are kind of like doing like clumsily trying to avoid the vampire right <laughs> right yeah so I'm, I'm curious uh did you watch chinese jumping vampire movies when you were younger oh absolutely and i guess were you ever afraid of them at, at, at any point no 
Dude, it hops around. <laughs> it's it's. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of like maybe maybe uh, for maybe this is supposed to be kind of like a children's horror action film mm-hmm. where that you know for adults, yes, not scary at all, but maybe it's just right for children because it is it is vampires. The makeup mm-hmm. isn't as horrifying. There isn't gore. But there is that element of danger. There is that element of of sure, sure. some of, of impending doom because you know they can't stop the vampire. So I'm wondering if maybe if maybe like youngsters who saw this might have actually been afraid. I well okay I may I might be the wrong person to ask, but like I, I mean guess we'll talk about the cultural influence of like <coughs> Chinese vampires uh, just mm-hmm. just for both of these movies because it, it makes it kind of makes sense to talk about that. Uh, I mean, the Chinese vampire could be referred to as a vampire. It's, it's actually, I think it's way more accurate to call them zombies because they, mm-hmm. they, they're corpses. They're not, like, I think a vampire, I, I mean, I think of, I don't know, like, like an, a, kind of almost like a living being, you know, uh, in a very able-bodied kind of way. Chinese you're, vampires, you're thinking more of like the European vampire lore. Y- well, yeah, I mean, like if we're going to compare them at all, it makes, makes way more sense to call them zombies. I actually think they mm-hmm. resemble a zombie way more. Like, um, well, yeah, the, but, the vampires in this series, to my knowledge, they're kind of mi- mindless almost. Yeah, so. yeah they're mindless. Yeah. They're, they're, they're corpses, um, and they infect each other by biting or putting their mitts into anybody. Um, so they're way more adjacent to like a zombie. I think the closest I ever got scared by a Chinese vampire is... I mean, I mean the the less hopping around that they do. I think the hopping around thing has never been very, um, yeah. the, the, very scary. It's just kind of weird to me. But it makes sense because it's what happens when you have rigor mortis. You can't yeah. move your limbs and stuff um, the way that an able-bodied, you know, uh, like living person can. Um, so that's that's. Uh, I guess for me that doesn't make any sense. But I I think maybe that could be a good segue to talk about rigor mortis. Um, and well, before we do that, let's let's wrap up Mr. Vampire 4. <laughs> um, so, yeah, at the end of the movie, they, they defeat the thing. Well, I mean, they, they try everything that they can, right? To, to they even this. get clouds like giant buster swords. <laughs> the buster sword, sword yeah. They, <laughs> yes. uh, apparently, Anthony Chan has two of them in his in his house. He's got he's got a buster sword and an even like bigger one. Yeah. That, oh, man, the way he brandishes that for the yep. camera is perfect. <laughs> Uh, I I don't know if they're doing like a Popeye reference when Anthony Chen uh, you know, prays to the gods and then he basically his, becomes his chest blows up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can see like that felt like the most childish thing or like the most kid, yeah. um, like geared towards kid thing I've seen in the whole film. Um, it, it doesn't last very long. They're basically trying every method possible. It wasn't until they get to the very end where um they have the great idea of like let's blow them up from the inside so you grab everything inside the house and just shove it down its mouth including well, no, no. A they grab they grab all the poison. poisons yeah yes yeah but um yeah they just they literally just grab like everything uh, uh, possible including a live snake uh yeah but it's it's, a, it's it's a dummy that they're they're putting in its mouth yeah i i know i know the the dummy head is is fake but you know they're shoving this actual oh the snake real in. the real snake yes yeah they're like really jamming it in there i'm like man what's on the other side of that, that <laughs> mask um but yeah like the thing blows up and then the movie just hard cuts on like a, a semi-comedic note because ching galak wants to get some from lolita lee <laughs> uh and that's mr vampire 4 uh it's not it's not so it's not heavy on the the martial arts but there is enough action where i think it's it's uh kind of worth talking about uh it's notable because i think it's yeah it's uh you know it, it plays up a lot of the action comedy but the it's majority a comedy and right, that's what right. i like about uh, it yeah you you need to i mean it's it's great because the comedy stuff actually works i was never bored with it even upon my second rewatch i was still you know i was still laughing at it i was like oh, this, this is still cute this is still fun i think it's the charisma and the chemistry of anthony chan and Wu Ma together mm-hmm. i think that works really well and once you get to the 45 minute mark you do get action not martial arts in the sense that we like and how we break it down but there is action so it's yeah. not like there's nothing there. 
Right, right. And Yunhua is also in the movie, which we did not talk oh, about. Oh, right, right. The uh, playing the, the ultra effeminate uh, uh, the, assistant to the kid emperor or kid child, yeah. uh, kid king, Oof. or whatever. That does not age very well. <laughs> no. Do you like when he turns into a zombie? His zombie voice is just flat out a woman. A woman's voice, yeah. yes. And yeah. he is pining after Chin Karlock with kisses. Yep, yep. Because 80s. Oh, boy. They do a lot of uh, gay scare stuff. So if you're going to watch it, just be prepared for that. It's yep. it's it's not that bad. Yeah, we've seen worse. We've, we've seen definitely worse. seen worse. Yeah, we've seen worse. Yeah. yeah. You have to go go into this movie with the open mind of, like, the times. Um, yeah. All right. So that's Mr. Vampire 4, uh, a.k.a. Mr. Vampire Saga. Don't know why it's called that. Um, and then now, now we're going to jump all the way to... what? Did, when did uh, Rigor Mortis come out? 2013. 2013? Yeah. Man, okay. I, 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 I actually really enjoyed Mr. Vampire... Uh, four, uh, but I think the thing that's fresh in my mind right now, and I really want to talk about this, and I'm semi rushing to it, is rigor mortis. <laughs> uh, the Chinese title is just Guangxi, which is just vampire. Um, that's just a flat out title. Um, and I fucking love this movie. This is great. This is a this is a fantastic film. Um, I'm kind of glad you recommended this because uh, I watched this. And I'm like, holy shit, this is great. Uh, I already said break twice, but um. <laughs> so what's rigor mortis about, Will? Oh, I guess my turn to do plots. Yep. Uh, I don't want to give away the ending at all in this episode. I don't think it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's a, it, it would be a disservice to the film. I think that, but I can give away other plot details, right? Like uh, basically yeah. everything until the the very very end, and I'll just do a hard cut. Um, the story is about Qin Siu Ho, who. I don't know if he's supposed to be playing the same, like playing himself essentially, right? Because I, I had it, I had an inkling that maybe that's what they were doing, but they didn't want to outright say that that he's yeah. just playing himself because the character is a Hong Kong actor, like yes. maybe retired mm-hmm. Hong Kong actor. Yeah. Well, there. Okay, so there's an actual scene where he is basically in his apartment about to commit suicide. And he just has like he just empties out his um, empties out his briefcase, and he, he has all this these garments, and I think they're just supposed to be like props or like set design as uh, costumes. I think they're costumes from, from his like his prior movies. roles. Yeah, yeah, and I just made the assumption like okay, yeah, he's supposed to be playing like a fictionalized version of himself. Yeah. Uh, you know, basically in a much more depressing and somber uh, you know, like setting. So, Rigor Mortis is a horror film. Uh, it's not really that scary, but it's in the classical setting, it, it's it's defined as a horror film because it is not a comedy at all. But weirdly enough, it is supposed to be paying homage to the Mr. Vampire series, not Saga, because Saga is number <laughs> four. Um, and it, it takes itself very seriously. It, it's a very dreadful kind of experience like there's there's a like a somber tone throughout the whole experience uh throughout the whole film and uh we have a lot of we have a couple recurring cast members uh anthony chan's in the movie uh we have fat chung uh from the uh spooky encounters and also he was in mr vampire 4 uh, he's also in the film and then we have something like uh, other faces that you might recognize too. Uh, Carl Wise in the film as well. Um, basically, every character uh, is just another attendee or inhabitant of this haunted uh, apart, uh, apartment complex. And there's just ghosts just walking around, uh, basically like spirits that are uh, lurking everywhere. And um, so I guess the, the, the main driver for the story is that one of the um, one of the tenants there actually dies, and then basically his body is taken up by Fat Chung and his and the widowed wife, and they're trying to bring him back to life, basically setting it up so that he can become a vampire or a zombie. And the entire it's not 
it's not it doesn't happen right away it like it builds until the end of the film and there is genuine dread and like fear that this thing is going to get unleashed and you know by the end of the film when it actually does it's kind of it's it's genuinely I want to say terrifying but like you genuinely believe that this thing is a menace and yeah. that's where I think the Chinese vampire myth could work and this is how you would do it it's not hopping around all the time looking like a, a goofy <laughs> little thing like springboard thing yeah they they try to incorporate some of the hopping like he he the once the vampire is activated or becomes uh, alive he he does have the ability to kind of sp- uh, like pounce yeah mm-hmm. there there's like an action scene later where you can kind of see him pouncing and mm-hmm. then they do like a more visual uh, uh moment where i think what they did is they filmed the actor underwater and mm-hmm. he's literally just hopping down the hallway but you can see like the flowing robes and everything like that very very atmospheric right going on yeah i don't actually understand that scene that those insert shots at all like where was it uh i don't think it, they set it up in the movie very well um, because but those are just insert shots. Maybe this is in someone's head. Um, yeah, and then also on alongside with the the Jiangxi, uh, who's played by um, Richard Ng, who was in other films that we've talked about. Um, we also have like like two spirits that are also walking like wandering the the halls as well. Um, you know, one who committed suicide and the other one stabbed herself to death by, I guess, by accident, by def- trying to kill a rapist. Um, so, again, very dark subject matter for a Hong <laughs> Kong film, a Hong Kong horror film. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, there, there's a lot going on. A lot, All the characters basically have their own little story that kind of ties in all together and kind of marries in, in the very end with uh, Qin Siu uh, Ho's uh, story. Because he is essentially the main character, but um, like he kind of like takes a little backseat when the the Chinese vampire story like really gets to like its peak, and then he kind of disappears in the movie, and then he reappears at the end again. Yeah. But um, I wasn't I wasn't actually bothered by that. Uh, I I noticed it, but man, I gotta say, uh, Paul He Ching, the actress who played uh, Auntie uh, Mui. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, her performance was yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like that her her grieving scene, that one that one shot grieving scene. I was like, oh my God, like so like emotional, so powerful. Yeah. And all the other actors and actresses too, like they just helped to suck you in because yeah. like you said, there's so much dread. There's there's an aura of evil that they that is in this apartment and you can feel it. You yeah. know something's wrong. You know, there's something haunting this place and the people are trying to get on with their lives and they do like during the daytime where things are always safe but then at yeah. night you know something's coming it's it's yeah. you're just waiting for it right good good on good on the two uh, recurring characters uh for, well like the repeat characters uh and, and well not characters but actors anthony chan does a pretty solar job too like because he does he doesn't play the ultra comedic character, right? Because he can't. Because this is not that kind of yeah. film. But he, I think, he does a pretty good subtle, uh, like subtle, more subtle version of like what he would normally play in another film. And I do appreciate that. Like, you know, like he, he's a little bit like a laid back, uh, like doesn't take anything too seriously. But at the same time, like he knows the severity. Like he sees the ghosts, but he doesn't treat it as like he doesn't treat take it lightly. But he, yeah, he gives a lot of respect to the ghosts. And then there's Fat Chung, who plays almost like a villainous character. He's basically the the one who's summoning the spirits at all, or like making like a conduit for them to you know, uh, to to take over. And you know, like again, like he also does a fantastic performance as well. And um, and I guess we could talk about the fighting now, <laughs> right after talk about this 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 horror film. Right, uh, it's. It's not even fighting, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's there's like moments of possession mm-hmm. where people have to try and subdue a character, and there are martial arts being used, but like that's like the extent of it, really. <laughs> it's it's weird. Um, I don't know if I love it or hate it. 
uh, I or maybe I'm just somewhere in between. Uh, the the idea of the, everything that we talked about before kind of makes what the movie work. If it's just a straight up horror movie, I, it could have just stayed that way. Um, but as soon as you throw in a bunch of fighting, it shouldn't work. But it's kind of pa- permissible when you watch this film. I think well, they take of- they take the fighting seriously. It's not mm-hmm. floaty. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I don't think there's really any wire work. Well, when when the supernatural elements come in, there's there's a little bit of wire work. But uh, I I think because you understand how how dire things are, you, you can kind of forgive that people are using martial arts in like a horror movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. Well, it's not super choreographed uh, martial arts, right? But it, it, you can tell that it, there there was some thought into making this choreography look a little bit more, a little bit fanciful, and that's where it kind it kind of sucks me out of it. But at the same time, like I I give it a pass because the rest of the film is so engaging. Uh, I think towards the end when I don't even actually understand it. I don't know if I fully understand it when um when Chin Siuho is fighting the eventual vampire at the end. I thought that was kind of I don't know if I I don't know if I liked it or not. I, I'm actually on the fence about that. You know, it, well, it feels it was, like, it was a it was more of a struggle, right? Mm-hmm. Struggle. And yeah. then without giving away too much, um the different elements of the earth were involved. So mm-hmm. it was changing the environment because of that. Mm-hmm. And uh slight spoiler, but there's some mud wrestling. <laughs> no, that's not a spoiler at all, but yeah, sure. Let's just call it that. Uh yeah. Uh, I, I think it worked better when you just believe that this vampire was just that much more terrifying and much more powerful than anything that they can do to, you know, defend themselves. Uh oh, and oh, one thing that we should mention is that it sets since it is set in the modern time. Uh, it's not, you know, it's not a period piece or whatever, or uh, it, a lot of the characters, they, they've never actually like interacted with the vampire before, including Anthony Chan, who's like descended from a vampire lineage, a vampire hunting lineage. So even he's kind of like inexperienced with the fighting, fighting this thing off. So I kind of believe it when they're like, when he doesn't actually know exactly what to do to, you know, uh, mm-hmm fight the vampire like it, it is that much more serious when they're you know encountering it so I, I i think all those things add up to making the chinese vampire character um, uh, figure much more scary in the film even though it isn't scary but you know a for effort right <laughs> yeah. yeah it's not it's not scary i mean maybe because we've seen so many horror movies we're just kind of uh, I don't know, numb to that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, you you could you can feel the dread though. You can feel how things might be scary to somebody else though. It's 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 weird because it's a horror movie, but it's it's extremely emotional. Like there, yep. uh, there's like a lot of uh, just there's a lot of uh, talk of loss mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and just how the characters are dealing with it in their own way. Like the yep. I think. Uh, Chin Sui Ho's, uh, I, I can't remember if they if they exactly explain it, but his family has died, and that's particularly why he wants to commit suicide, right? It, it's either it's either they died or they left him. Either or, I think it, it's fine that they left it ambiguous. Yeah. Like, he's just mm-hmm. down in the dumps, and he's ready to end his own life. And yeah. But then the uh, there's a lot of elderly in the building, too, and, this, and then... Um, with uh, the anti Mui character, they're just all dealing with loss, yeah. and it's just, it's it's a very it's kind of a depressing movie, but without hammering like teenage angst over your head. Oh it's, yeah, it's like it's it's more mature than that. Yeah, yeah, I, no, I, I do appreciate that. I, I do believe that everyone has their genuine struggles there, and they can't. These are problems that all the characters are facing that they can't just. A lot of the times, you'll you'll look at a movie that's like oh characters are living in a place haunted by ghosts and the movie does explain both like explicitly and in and implicitly you know like when anthony's chance like asked like why does he just leave you know he, he sees ghosts like well they said and he replies well ghosts are everywhere you know like you might as well just stay in one place and just like make do with it and like be friendly with them right uh, yeah so- that that was a great moment because you realized like this is just how the world is yeah. for them. Like mm-hmm. you can't you can't escape ghosts. They're always yeah. there. So just try to. It, it's like they're saying 
you have to make the best of the situation and this is a shitty situation yeah 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 it's it's you know it's a very morbid way of looking at things but then there's the implicit uh implications right everyone has going through some sort of grief or has their own trauma right uh carl y for example like she has to live with the fact that she walked into a basically murder suicide scene uh, yeah. and realized that her husband uh, was trying to rape someone and then that woman basically killed herself and killed him um, and she went crazy over that she can't just leave she doesn't even she can't even you know process her own emotions anymore and then uh, basically everyone in the apartment complex has their own grief and things to deal with uh, but man the <laughs> Towards the end of the film, it gets like it just becomes a bloodbath. Everyone dies. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's a, that's a spoiler, but I mean, it it it's, it becomes a relentless. Um, like I was not expecting the the kid to die that way. It is some of the most brutal like imagery of a child being killed on screen I've ever seen. Without showing the the die, like the killing, the aftermath is probably the most I've ever seen. Like. Yeah, like like really glorified on screen. Like you see like bits of it, bits of him all over the floor. I don't know. I was like, oh, this is very unsettling. But like, it kind of makes sense because you know, in this movie, like no one's gonna be spared, right? So yeah, that's the idea. But uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say about this. The the, the fighting uh is okay. The Fat Chung and Anthony Chan they do fight the spirits like halfway through a movie when they are possessing Chin uh, Siu Ho. And um, I thought that was okay. That's fine. Towards the end, when Richard Ng's character, who is now a zombie, is just hopping around, eh, I, I kind of, I don't know. They, I, they obviously have to use CG to make it look like he's just jumping all over the place like a frog. And I've never seen that. I kind of wish they didn't include that at all. Because I, I, I think it would have worked better if it just... All they did was like have like the lights flicker, and then literally when the lights come back on, it's in like another spot, right? Um, yeah, that that could have been a way of doing it. Yeah. Yeah, because that the scenes already, was already doing that. The, the lights were just flickering on and off, and like you could have made that a lot more uh, effective, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. So uh, one thing I just wanted to mention: so the fighting, like there, there's not a lot of it, but the fighting in the last moment between. Uh, uh, Chin Sui Ho and the vampire like it, it's kind of like a wrestling match right they're just really throwing each other yeah. all over the uh, <laughs> this hallway and then it turns into mud wrestling because suddenly the the floor becomes like goo when they're you know they're just trying to <laughs> subdue each other there so like it's not again it's not martial arts choreography in the traditional sense but there is choreography in that you know they needed to memorize his movesets in order to throw each other around correctly. I don't think I should, I don't think it was in their intention to make me laugh, but when Anthony Chan has his hands buried into the, like the town, the, the, the artifact that's like rotating, he has to keep his hands on it. Otherwise like the incantation would, would wear off. Um, mm -hmm. So it starts twisting too much and his, it starts to rotate his hands, like his, his forearm. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks really goofy um i know what they're trying to, i mean like the they're trying to make it seem like incredibly painful and but i don't know it just came off as kind of like silly to me especially <laughs> like when you see the uh, the bone like pop out of his 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 elbow i don't know that, i thought that was kind of uh, well it's better cgi than uh marco's aurora's floppy leg penis. <laughs> <laughs> that's true so, i'll give penis. it that um yeah, and then I didn't. I've never seen this in the zombie, the uh, Chinese zombie lore, or maybe I did have, and I don't know. Um, when the zombie, when they all get blown out the window and the sunlight comes out, the vampire bursts into flames. I thought Chinese vampires were not afraid of that. I don't actually remember. Sometimes, sometimes it's inconsistent with that, especially since Mister Vampire Four had them out in the daylight. So. Well, no, no. Uh, uh, well, actually, that is true. He's technically, in Mr. Vampire 4, he's leading them back to the house. So they were technically out during the day. I, I mean, I guess lore is kind of just up to whomever is writing it because, you know, they kind of throw away things. So going back to Mr. Vampire 4, remember how 
they sense humans by breath from yeah. the first movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Completely thrown away in part four, right? Right. Yes, that is true. But they have it in Rigor Mortis. There's an actual yes. scene where um, Fat Chong covers uh, Anthony Chan's mouth and it's it's like a Jurassic Park moment where the yeah. zombie in the background just takes a moment and then just carries on. Um, I again, there's there's like a sense of tension there, and it, it does a really good job at that. It may, it can't, it almost does a pretty good job of making the Chinese vampire scary. And this is what I wanted to get at, which is I imagine the original myth of the vampire, the Chinese vampire, prior to uh, you know the movies, and you know like we're talking about like old school is some closer in line with like what you see in this movie. Like people took it more seriously in the eighties early 90s when mr vampire made the vampire like the chinese vampire popular again i don't know if they were going for scary they were just made they just made it uh, like a, a iconic thing for, for movies again but in terms of make like being closer in line with the original myth and making it seem like a terrifying uh, menace i don't think anything could uh, top this like this is this is a pretty good uh, interpretation of like what i think a scary, scary Chinese vampire should be. Um, so I don't know. Th- this is a really good experience, and you know the the way that movie ends. I, you know, I, I'm I'm very glad. I'm I didn't need it. I actually wouldn't mind if the movie just ended where we just left off and we last talked about like, it. Like like a doubt more dour ending. I mean, both endings are pretty dour. I mean, like it, the movie's just dour all all together. But like the the zombie dies, and then the movie could just cut right there. But there's yeah. more that happens afterwards, and you didn't need it. But I was like, okay, I'm happy with this too. This works as well, you know. If it, it, you know, the way that it actually did end. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, Rigor Mortis. Uh, I like that they chose that title too, because um, I mean, that's what happens when. I mean, I, I think that's more <coughs> appropriate to call a, a, you know, a vampire. Well, a that, vampire. that's why the Chinese jumping vampires jump that way because yeah. the body has rigor mortis they technically can't move their limbs so easily so that's why they hop with their arms straight up right well that's why it doesn't make any sense for it to hop around like a frog or do <laughs> choreography at all yeah yeah i mean uh we kind of have to just give it a pass at, yeah. at the end right you know he's, yeah. he's loosened up <laughs> yeah he's all, he's all loose he's now. warmed up yeah yeah uh rigor mortis is great um and then i guess just very lightly what you watched another film right zero another. i did i did yes um vampire cleanup department which came out in 2017 is also kind of like another like homage to the mr vampire series uh chin sui hoi uh is in it again uh richard ing is there again um and i think they might be the only returning to mm-hmm. yeah that it looks like just them but um it is a modern take on the Chinese jumping vampires. So they are in Hong Kong. It is, you know, more modern day than uh, 2013s. Mm-hmm. And there's like a secret vampire cleanup department that anytime there's a, you know, a Chinese jumping vampire, uh, they come in and kind of dispose of everything and make sure that the general public doesn't like get wind to what happened. So it's like Men in Black meets, no, it's just Men in Black with the vampires. Yeah, That's... <laughs> Men in Black with vampires. Yeah, that, that could be a way of putting it. Um, okay. And then they get a new, yeah, it, I mean, it is kind of like Men in Black. They get a new crew member. He, they, you know, he's a young, impressionable kid. They teach him the ropes. Mm-hmm. And then somewhere later on, you know, Mega Vampire shows up and they all have to like, you know, come together to defeat him at the end. Yeah. Of course. Um, this one has a little more martial arts in it than rigor mortis, uh, but it's like, uh, like I, I think you can just kind of see the budget. It's it's pretty low budget. Oh, okay. They do more Karate Kid teaching moments where, oh, you need to sweep up all these leaves, and he's like, "Why did you teach me to sweep the leaves? Why am I doing this all the time?" And it's like, "Aha! This is this is actually going to be used somewhere else." So. Yeah, unfortunately, not as much martial arts, but it is very fun and fan servicey. So if you're looking for additional, like more modern Mister Vampire stuff, uh, yeah, you, you can't go wrong with this. Uh, it, there's a little too much romantic comedy stuff in it. Uh, it's it it feels 
a little too modern in that it's just annoying sometimes. <laughs> but uh, it's it's yeah, cool. catered to certain. No, right, right. But uh, but like, if you like Hong Kong movies, you're seeing a lot of older Hong Kong actors, you know, in these uh, senior roles now. So it's 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 cool that they're uh, you know that they they've got them back again. Cool, cool. Uh, I mean, unfortunately, I didn't check this movie out, but maybe I'll give it a watch afterwards. Um, is it? It's more comedy, right? Like in, in yeah, general? much more romantic comedy. Mm. It's not scary at all. There's there's of no course. horror. Um, there's there's like a big ish martial arts sequence at the end, but it's it's not. I I can't say it's good <laughs> choreography. They try, they try. Oh oh, I think it takes place in the police story mall. Oh okay. Cool. I think I yeah, everything think that's takes the place mall. there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Um. I well now I have to watch it because it took place in the police story mall. <laughs> um. All right. Cool. Uh. I mean, we we did. We're very thorough today. We we talked about three movies. I don't think we've ever done three. But, we did. Um, we did it last year for our Halloween bargain bin episode where we talked about uh, but that's, that's, shitty horror movies. That's not the same. That's not the same. You know, like, well, 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 the first time... Well, 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 wait, would you even recommend Vampire Cleanup Crew, crew Department? If you're, if you're... So I wanted to mention it because I think if you're a fan of the Mr. Vampire series, I think it's just a fun watch to see some of the actors again. Mm. In, in Like I mentioned, in more senior roles kind of catering in to like a younger demographic because this is very this is definitely geared towards like a younger odd not like younger audience like a modern audience because they use a lot of modern technology uh i i don't know if the the main character is like a famous younger actor i'm sure maybe they probably tried to cast in order to get more people interested in it but uh i would recommend it if you're a fan of mr vampire stuff if not it's you know, it's just romantic comedy hmm. with slight elements of martial arts and horror. Okay. Well, according to Wikipedia, his name is Baby John Choi. Yeah. Okay. That's a very interesting name. But okay, cool. Uh, all right. I, yeah, I, I but might this, check it but out. This, was re- this was recommended to me by people uh, online as mm-hmm. I was looking for uh, martial arts horror stuff. Uh, but everybody did note that there's not much martial arts uh but if you're a fan of mr vampire it's yeah it's, it's a fun watch cool all right uh, i definitely want to check it out um but uh, i'm pretty i'm pretty much riding on the high of the last two movies we just covered so um i, I would that's... say uh you you might be disappointed then because i mean rigor well, yeah. mortis is great so yeah. if mm-hmm. If you went from rigor mortis to this, you might be like, <laughs> well, it probably lives somewhere in between, right? Because it, it Mr. Vampire four, great movie. It's yep. straight up, it's a straight up comedy, and then uh, it's an entertaining comedy, obviously. And then there's rigor mortis, which is a straight up horror film. Um, again, not scary, but it does it in terms of filmmaking. It's it's a pretty damn you know it's well shot. It's well it's like the appropriate lighting. That's another thing why I, I failed failed to mention before. It's 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 shot like a horror film, um, you know, like has appropriate lights and such. You know, basically zero saturation, um, and the mood is just mood and atmosphere is, is so well done. So that's the other spectrum. I don't know where Vampire Cleanup Department lives. It's somewhere like smack dab in the middle. I'm guessing, right? Uh, of the three, it's the worst, but that's only because I, I think the 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 other two are are really good movies. It. Mm. It shows in its budget uh, and its writing that it is just not up to par with the other two. Mm, okay, yeah, that's all. Yeah, all like right. I said, it's it's for it's for the fans. I, I think fans will like it. If you don't know anything about it, you might watch it and think like, oh, what what's this? <laughs> all right. Well, I, I guess this uh this is our Mister Vampire tribute episode. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of glad we did this. I'm not sure if there's any other movies that are worth talking about. I feel like we. We kind of ended on a pretty high note, um, or like we, you know, we, we talked about two pretty good films and one, yeah, I guess okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So maybe, maybe if anyone's listening, if you guys would recommend uh, the other ones, I know there's other films that Ricky Lau, uh, the director of the original, uh, was also involved in. So let us know, or maybe we'll cover more Lam Chingying um, non Mister Vampire related films as well, because like he is playing a he is known for playing those kind of roles. So, 
I don't know. Uh, Zero. Uh, I mean, we, we normally do our, you know, recommend section, but yeah, you, you'd recommend both of them, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was surprised that I enjoyed Mr. Vampire Saga uh, because even on second rewatch, I thought I was just going to kind of look at my phone and kind of just kind of look up every now and then. But yeah. I wound up rewatching the whole thing. And the first time we kept on questioning, man, like when when are we going to get to the story? Although we were being entertained. <laughs> This time, I knew when the story was happening, so I was just able to soak in, you know, all the slapstick yep. odd couple comedy. So, yeah, I recommend that. And then, yeah, I, I watched Rigor Mortis on my own, not even thinking we were going to talk about it, but I liked it so much, I recommended it to you yeah. to, to watch it. So, there you go. Right, right. Uh, exact thoughts on Mr. Vampire 4. thought that was great. Um, it's, it shouldn't work. I feel like I normally <laughs> complain about that in, in other films, but because it's entertaining, you, you kind of forget about it. And then the actions, you know, it, it's it's fun. It, it is generally fun. Um, not worth breaking down to the T, but still a good experience all in all. And then Rick and Mortis, uh, wow, it, it really took me by surprise. I haven't seen a very good horror film come out of Hong Kong in quite some time. Uh, especially from the super in the supernatural department, uh, I feel like a lot of Hong Kong supernatural movies are very. I mean, there's no other way to put it. It's lame. It, like, <laughs> I have yet to see a really good horror movie come out of Hong Kong. Uh, like, like I don't. None of them have ever scared me, but this is the one that's like comes closest to like being like like plays up with uh, horror tropes in a good way, and. um it's just the filmmaking, the level of filmmaking is pretty damn good. So yeah, go check out, uh, go check out Rigor Mortis for sure. Um, and anyone who's listening, if you guys have any recommendations for good horror movies out of Hong Kong, let me know because, oh boy, after 31 years, I still haven't found one. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not going to be Halloween uh, in a few weeks, but I love horror movies. So yes, please send us. Horror movie recommendations. All right. Starting our second podcast. Cool. That's, that's what it sounds like. <laughs>